Blog Talk Radio. What you do? 
Show you I'm proof, 
What's up, what's up, what's up, everybody? It's your girl, I am Genesis, and Radio Real, of course, is in here to this week. Whoa, 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 whoa. That's not my intro. Oh, yeah, um, we got to have, a, what we doing, new intros this year? Because we was never, like, the season and all no, that no, other no, stuff. No, 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 You know? No, I, I, I say, no, I'm, I'm. Your favorite host with the butter toast radio rail. <laughs> yeah, I thought you dropped the butter toast, and I thought you was just the the host with the most. I wasn't sure. I am. Um, <laughs> I am. I'm doing a motherfucker right now. You're high. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. But I'm enjoying this because oh, I have man. you guys. I know I'm big with the like weed community and 420 and all this other stuff, and I've been doing the puffin' poetry shows. But your girl hasn't smoked in about three weeks. And not, it's just because I've been busy. So today I was like, yeah, sure, Poetic Kai coming on tonight. Let's do a little joint. And yeah, and this is where we at right now. So bear with me, bear with me tonight. Um, who all in love out here? Because I just, you know, poetry. I see some poets calling. We here. If you need to spit your truth, you can call in. But I kind of wanted to have like a more laid back show tonight, especially with the conversation me and Real had the other day. <laughs> Man, y'all know when we get together, conversations never uh, it never stays the course. It goes to different different things all the time. It does, as it should. I think that's just a Sagittarius thing. Pretty fires, much. wildfires. Yeah, I think so. I think so. But um, yeah, um, I know Valentine's Day is coming up. But I really haven't thought about it like that for. I've never been big on the whole holiday because usually it'd be super cold. And then with the, you know, the holiday actually stands for all the massacres and all this stuff that happened. But I'm not trying to be no party pooper, I guess, because, you know, Valentine's Day has not always been when you're with somebody on those days. Sometimes you by yourself, you and God together. True. 
Now, big question, is it for the women or is it for the man as well? Well, don't uh, you need to have something I called Sweetest Day? See, and, and I feel like that now has become an unwritten rule that Valentine's Day is for women and Sweetest Day is for men. But what point was there ever? When the hell did Sweetest Day start? I know I didn't hear right, about it at all until me either. I got that with is my girl, kid. and that was like years ago. Yeah, I didn't hear about it either. And she brought it up. I'm like, what yeah. the fuck is the Sweetest Day? So yeah, I think it's just I, I, I guess now, right? So I guess it went from you know, man, boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, celebrating Valentine's together, to all right, it's for the ladies on Valentine's, and then the guys got, what I guess what October or something. Yeah, I, I, I've only celebrated like one time. <laughs> Because then before that, I didn't really know anything about it. So, eh, you know, oh, well. But um, I know everybody's, like, (laughs) trying to get me to do some, like, love poems and things like that. But I was just telling them, was I I telling you that? I don't think I've ever truly, I guess, been in love before. Maybe infatuation or lust. Yeah. Something like that. Or maybe I have, but my heart was broken. So I was just like, well, that wasn't really love then. Because I would think my heart wouldn't be broken if it wasn't really love. I mean, maybe true. But, like, in that moment, of course you're in love or can tell it goes to shit. And because your heart were heartbroken, that did show that you were in love. Because if you wasn't in love, you wouldn't be heartbroken. You'd just be like, ah, whatever. Another relationship gone, like, whatever. Mm. Or maybe I wasn't in love enough with myself enough to have somebody respect me enough or to honestly compromise and listen to me. Because, you know, so I wasn't really in love with myself and what was good for me compared to everybody else. Because at the end of the day, I'm going to be me. I'm just myself. Like, I'm the only person left behind to take care of me, nobody else. I think people are just people. Like even even if you were in love with yourself to the utmost high, you know, and connected with everything, people, the opposite person is they're still people. They they still have their own mindset, their own thoughts, their own way of fucking up shit. So even if you were still in love with yourself, it probably would have still played out the same way. You never know. Sometimes people are just here for a season or a couple seasons for life lessons. Or whatever we get into in the future. Yeah, that's true. Because some scissors. Oh, so I really want to get on this karma thing, right? So recently, me and a friend was talking about karma. Like, if you do some shit, it's going to come back on you. So, do you believe in karma? Yes and no. I do okay, believe I'm, I'm still I'm still a firm hard believer that shit just happened. But I have been in a situation where karma bit me in the ass. I have been in that situation. So I, I guess I can believe in it, but at the same time by me believing in shit just happened, it could have just been one of those shit just happened moments. But where does shit just happen comes from? Isn't that karma's middle name? <laughs> like shit just happens? No, 
I don't know. I just sounds no, to me like, that like, what's done unto you should be done unto me. Maybe, but like, but even if you didn't do something, right? Something still happened, or well, that just means you know shit just happened. Or maybe you're catching karma for something years ago that you didn't think would catch back up with you. Because I know I didn't did some shit. <laughs> and I'd be like, damn, maybe that's what I'm getting this for because I did this. Or something that flashed back and you'd be like, well, it's the same thing, but years later, like, okay, for instance. That makes sense. For instance, like, say for instance, a woman, like, Bleaches a whole but a uh, man's clothes that she broke up with because she was so pissed off or whatever. She destroyed all this shit, and then years later, after the shit was said and done or whatever, or even immediately after, you know, um, her kids spilled bleach all over the carpet trying to clean up a mess, and then they had a big bleach carpet stain, and now she got to pay the same amount that he had to pay for his clothes that she had to pay for this new carpet. Ah, that's a good point. That, so, <laughs> in the sense, yeah, karma, yeah, yeah, because it doesn't necessarily happen in that, that exact moment. It could be later. So, you know what? I switch it from shit happens to yes, I believe, all the way in karma. Because <laughs> thinking, thinking about it, my relationships in life didn't really work because of the type of person that I was early on in life. So, you know, it clearly caught up to me in life where shit just never really worked out. But since I could say since I've been on the, this journey of turning my life around and shit, shit's been, been mm-hmm. good for the most, you know, the most part. A lot of the karma kind of went away, still a little stuff here and there, but like, yeah, you got to get right with God, y'all. That's, that's, the, that's the only thing. That's probably the only best way I can put it. Get right with yourself and get right with God. Yeah, that, that that's what it is. But I was like, cause so recently, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell the story. So, a friend of mine had got cheated on, right? Got cheated on, mm-hmm. got done dirty, end up being with the other person or the person left or whatever to be with another person. So. That person in that, you know, is kicking and hanging out, and my friend over here just upset about it. So my friend was like, man, karma just needs to fucking happen so I can feel better. Like, I just need to feel better. Well, I'm going to do some shit to make me feel better. But So fast forward, a couple months go by, and the, the person that was cheating ended up getting into this big car accident totaled his shit and was in the neck brace in the hospital. Now, the right. So now that person that was cheating was sending pictures to the person that was my, back to my friend. And, and it happened all spontaneously in that same day. They was like, man, karma, I want to go do some shit like flatten the tires or you know, put sugar in and say, you know, just evil shit because you hurt and then you mad. And then you just pray to go away from your heart because you just frustrated. And you too old to be doing that. Um, right. And then all of a sudden you get pictures from your ex 
when I was cheating on you of them being in this severe, crazy car crash. So I was watching the video, and the guy said, maybe that person is not going to hurt. They don't, you know, some people don't care if they get cheated on. It's like, whatever, fuck you. You know, you can't you can't hurt me with cheating on me. That's not going to hurt my heart. It's right. just cheat on you back or whatever. But karma could be in the forms of all kinds of things, like, if your house go up in flames, that's going to hurt you the same feeling that you, what the other person felt when they were getting cheated on. Somebody else might be super devastated they got cheated on, but that's not going to impact you the right. same way. Would it impact you the same way if your car get repoed or if your, your house burn up in flames, you know, stuff like that. So just be careful and watch what you do to people. I was like, damn. That just scared the shit out of me. I was like, as soon as they said it, they was like, I'm just so frustrated. I I just want to see the karma. And I've been getting a lot of stuff from back in the day, like when I got my feelings hurt about something. The guy has hit me up and told me the shit that didn't happen to him about something. I was like, hmm, interesting. Hmm, Okay. And it's like, oh, okay, well, yeah. I guess that is karma. But, yeah, that's been showing up a lot lately. So that's how I, was, I thought about that. About karma. Yeah, karma. Yeah, you, you, just, you karma. just made me, like, reflect on my past up until this point of, like, yeah, karma's real. <laughs> karma's it real. is, and it was fucking you up at the wrong time. Yep, just when you think you're about to get right, bam. Yeah, well. Damn. Everybody got to pay for what they did. Food me. Do we have to? Could we just be. What's the saying for old men? Old fools were once young fools. Like, could it just be that? Could we just be having, you know, have our foolish ways when we're young? You know, because. You know, we don't know any better back in those days. No, but we were given the Bible basic instructions before leaving Earth, and it says no adultery because it always causes problems. All the stuff that the Bible mentions turns around and causes problems. Fornication causes unwanted pregnancies, STDs. You should do it when somebody's married. All these things are still avoid those traumas. What? There's like a small percentage of people who are all the way invested in the Bible at a young age, teenage, and in their twenties. Most yes, people that is true. get up until like the end of twenties or like now, like myself. Um, yes, I was brought up in the church home since 1995, but that didn't necessarily mean I was all the way committed to the Bible. Yes. I've read it here and there, and, you know, I know this and that and the third, but I wasn't, my faith wasn't as what it is now. My mom bought me a but Bible for my 23rd birthday. Will. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, you know, that, they I know, say you, you can take a horse to water, but you can't make them drink it. Right. But what, but that, and that's all he example, gives you is choice. Right. But the point I'm making is we don't know none of that early on because we're not that connected, you know, until we get grown and it's like, oh, well, this makes sense and this makes sense and, oh, I understand. So, like, again, for me, brought up in a church home, but that didn't, that didn't, 
you know, I'm not religious per se. So like again, my mom no, bought me but... a Bible when I was 23, and I didn't start, yeah. I didn't open it until literally um, last month, and I'm 32 years old. See what I'm saying? Early in life, right. you don't really. Some of us, there's again a small percentage who don't, who's not that connected, and then they wait till they get older and wiser and then be like, you know what? Let me let me fix my faith. Let me get right with God so I can be right the rest of the years I got on this earth. So that's what I'm at. It's like, let me get this shit right because I thirty some years I ain't get shit right. So that's but you I think still that's not gonna get a lot problem. of things right. Nobody knows what right no, is until you, you know that's, for right for you. But what I'm saying fine, is, you gotta be he aware. gives us. I, I yeah, you have to be aware. That's why I say the brain development doesn't completely develop all the way until people are 25 years of age. But nevertheless, um, God gives you free will, so you have free will. So it's not like the Bible is taken from you. It's your choice to open it when you're a teenager, no matter what age it is, is at least it's presented and give it to you. You become conscious and aware of it. So if you don't seek it, then he's not going to seek you. But whatever age you are, at least it was brought to your attention and given to you. And that's where if you go in there and read it and follow those Ten Commandments, it will save you a lot of agony and stress throughout your life. But even though... You're young. That doesn't give anybody excuses because he said you're born into sin. That's what he says. You're born into it. So regardless, you're born to sin, but he gives you Bible basic instructions before leaving earth. Please don't commit adultery. Please don't lie. Please don't kill. Please don't steal because it will save you a life of, yeah. So I, I agree, but what I'm saying is, like, let's just take a random ass person born into this world. And, you know, they hear about church and hear about the Bible, but they ain't never really paid attention to it. So, therefore, they don't have the knowledge that of of having, of knowing that they have free will, right, until they start getting into the Bible. So, let's just say they go 27 years of their life without ever touching the Bible or ever really going to church. On that 28th year, they, they know going of to it. church, reading the Bible. No. Because they're tired of being a part of the world. about it. Uh-huh. Somewhere you gonna find you gonna I don't even remember I know somebody took me to church when I first realized what church was. You know, my mom didn't grow we didn't grow up in the church at all. So I had to wait later on in life to find out certain things, but I wasn't that you know because you still live in life, but you you become aware of that. So once you become aware, you're supposed to seek it. If you choose not to, then. That's right, that's what I'm saying. Like if you're if you're not aware, you don't know nothing about none of that until you become aware or want to go seek whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like me, I knew about free will my entire life. I just when I got to the point of questioning the Bible way back when, you know, growing up in church, and nobody could really answer my questions, that's when I started venturing off into whole other shit that um you know, I kind of found my way, kind of didn't here and there, but I also expanded my mind to a whole bunch of different stuff. Full circle, I come back to, you know, the Bible or whatever, but it's just that sometimes we lose faith 
and that's okay. And then you come back to it. Majority well, of the population, majority Christians, I would say, at one point in time, lose their faith just a little bit, or they'll be angry with God just a little bit because they. Well, you're supposed to be angry like with God. You're supposed moment, to him for everything. Right, I'm saying like you know, when you, when you pray, you get your blessings ordered and delivered and shit. Um, but like we all know. It may not come right there on time, but he'll come. But we are, as humans, are so impatient, and we just think, you know, he's supposed to provide that way right then and there, and we get kind of fed up, like, what the fuck? But, like, he'll, he, he comes through. Just patience, 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 patience. You got to get beat up before you get healed, I guess. Yeah. Something, something I'm that's learning. That's what I'm doing. Some I'm definitely learning. You gotta, you gotta well, I'm very fatigued, guys. the mud. Rail used to be crazy. Like, seriously. Like, mental. Some Whoa. of the stuff he was doing. I still think he was crazy and mental. But he has definitely found God. I can tell you that much. Wow. What you own me, man? Tell me I was crazy. I mean, yeah. He used yeah, to do some ruthless stuff. I agree. Most definitely. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm pretty sure majority of my followers can see that I've toned down a lot because I am less um, active on social media, which is a good thing. It's not necessarily bad, but if I do post, it's, you know, it could be random, but most of the time it's about the shows or something. And then I'm learning to just stay the fuck out of the limelight. I ain't got to be in it. No, he just cooking up something, y'all, in the background. Did you guys check out his music, too? Oh, yeah, yeah. I checked it. You know, Apple Music, Radio Rail, Tidal, Spotify, YouTube, wherever the hell you get any type of music, I'm there. I just recently found out that I was on Amazon, didn't even know it, but you can purchase my music on Amazon. Didn't know it. So now I'm learning how to... See, but the thing, like, when I distribute the music, um, depending on, like, the subscription of something that I'm using, it just gives me, like, the the mass majority of where it's going to go. So, like, the major ones was Spotify, Tidal, Apple, YouTube. It didn't really tell me about everything else that it was going on. So I never knew that I was on Amazon up until I Googled myself. And I was like, damn, I'm on Amazon. So, like, I, point of advice, y'all, when you, like, for me, I'm now dist- distributing my music through um, United Masters. Do the research first before you put out any project. Make sure you know where it's all going so that way you can prepare yourself and create, get these accounts so you can earn money from everywhere. So, like, I mean, it's a learning experience for me. This is, you know, my first time ever doing any type of shit like this. But um, I'm learning stuff here and there so that way I, I can be in a better position to make money off of myself. So now that I know that my music hits Amazon, I'm definitely going to push the agenda, agenda of Amazon because everybody uses Amazon. Spotify. And stuff I think like that's that, good. You know. 
Yeah. You're paying these monthly subscriptions. So, like, I don't, yeah, like, I don't get, like, I get an okay little penny off of streams from Apple Music and shit like that. But people are already paying, what is it, nine, hell, $16 a month already. So it's like, I don't see the $16 or nothing like that. I get like 30 cents or 40 cents a stream. But Apple Music or Amazon, yeah, my shit is on sale for $1.99. What? Oh. Hell, even if they keep yes. like 30 cents and I keep the rest, oh, man, what? Hey, I need to, I need to further investigate this so I know where where I can get my money from. Yeah, and and that's what I've been learning too. Like with the books, thunderstorms are meant to be my friend. Don't forget that I've been doing the book signings and um, keep that going as much as I can, and as well as like you know prepping for the puffin poetry shows, like um, finding spaces and just being creative and people coming to kick it with us. Like and some of the dopest poets in the city of Chicago, um, Hawaii. We had New York. We had all type of people in the building from all over, especially Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um, and all of we all trying to make it out here. We don't have to eat at the same table, but you know we try, all trying to eat. So um, I know me and Red talked about we're trying to, uh, to do a show on talking about like you know saving money, things like that, stuff that I've learned along the way that maybe some people out there listening, you know, don't understand certain terminology and I damn sure don't but I know I've saved money and I've figured out certain stuff by just even now like you're your own business and you know doing 1099s and things like that just you know changing up um, how you look at revenue and how you talk about money and streams of money so um, yeah I want to talk about motivation real quick yeah, go ahead. But before I get into that, I want to talk about our newest acquisition of listeners. We now have people in Brazil tuned into our show. I checked the numbers, and I'm like, oh, damn. There's another, another little blue dot, and it's Brazil. So Brazil has made their way into a, a hefty percentage of listeners listening to our show. So shout out to Brazil. For tuning in yeah, to OG Radio, that's dope. Right. Uh, I was like, I, oh, I know, right. Um, <laughs> yeah. The country is growing. We can get like, the we got draw. Twenty-five, right? We got twenty-five plus different countries, and like Brazil is now is like almost one percent, or no, one almost. One point something, one point nine something percent, and it's like oh, cool. You know, he so got all the techs and all that. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> like the majority, of course, is the United States, but like it's it's nice to see the percentage of the United States going down and other countries going up. So like, oh, that's dope. Shit, I can go to Brazil and people be like, yeah, I know who Radio Real Genesis and and AK and, and Amethyst and everybody who they are. You make sure that you guys call in 516-666-9826 for the poets out there listening or want to call in to speak their truth for the night and get some stuff off their chest and breathe, you know, in and out, y'all listening. So um, the platform is here for you guys. This is who we do it for. 
for the voiceless. So always remember that. That's what I say. I know I've been in my A, y'all. I really do. Um, <laughs> but I've been working on just, a lot of great things. And, and it's just because of the motivation, y'all. Like, it's hard to, like, when you have outside of radio, outside of poetry, when you have a lot of shit in life going on, it's hard to be motivated to want to do shows, to want to do music. And that's me, you know, right now. Like, y'all... Y'all you have to give us that energy. Three and a half, two and a half years. I mean, yes, like, you know, the first two and a half, three years, I gave y'all four shows a week from myself. And and Genesis was jumping on as well. So it was like, you know, shit happened. And then, you know, I went from four to three and three to two. And then whenever the fuck I can make it. But it's just kind of hard to just be motivated. Like I've been, I've been kind of slowly getting back in the swing of things. Um, I was supposed to release an album for Valentine's Day, but like that motive again, that motivation. It's hard to be motivated when you're going through shit. So it's like only when I'm going through shit is when I get creative and want to make music or something like that. But then when I am like super happy, it's like fuck. It's hard to make music. Like damn, I don't. Not feeling it, so I gotta refocus, re shift some things, refocus. You know myself that I'm self motivated to be like, all right, y'all, I'm gonna drop something this Friday, and I'm gonna drop something next Friday, and drop something the Friday after that, shit like that. And yes, be and more being consistent. consistent. Yes, that's why this tonight I was like determined, like we have to do this, like. <laughs> I've been so busy right. um, with life, uh, regular life. So um, it's just been different. So bear with us. Right. And we're still coming through. Like, that's why we still have this platform on right now. And y'all need to be calling in. You know, hit us up. Let us know what's on your mind. Speak your truth. Um, yeah, most of the time. Your energy motivates us to bounce off each other, figure stuff out in life. So I've been happy the past two Tuesday shows I've done because I did part one of relationships and then Genesis joined me for part two this past Tuesday. And I've had gotten great feedback. Um, My motivation for part one was because I talked about doing it. And then, you know, of course, I had my support family, friends, and supported under the post. Then I had a few people who was like, nah, nigga, we don't need your advice, and da 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 <laughs> It took me back, like, damn, maybe I shouldn't do it. Then I, I thought about it. I'm like, wait a minute. No, I'm going to fucking do it. Like, what the fuck? Who are you to tell me what I can't do? Knowing that I'm a person who don't care about negative thoughts and negative people <laughs> saying anything about me. And you the like, biggest shit talker in the world anyway. So You know what I'm saying? I don't exactly. even know why that even came across your thought process as much bullshit you be posting and getting kicked was, off of Facebook, that was, yo. That was definitely the devil in that moment because it's like, I, I'm the perfect person for that. Just like just like drug addicts and they go to AA and all this other shit. They're the perfect person to go talk to other drug addicts after they overcame their shit to talk to them like, hey, it's tough right now but you can go through it. This is the steps I took. You don't have to take the same necessary steps, but here's X, Y, and Z. And that's me right now. Like, you know what? I've I've been through some shit. I've cheated. I've been cheated on. I've done some 
foul shit. I fucked up a lot. So look, my experiences, I'm gonna share it with y'all because I know there's a lot of people who go through the same shit. So why, why am I listening to this person telling me what I can't do? The fuck? Can't is not even in my vocabulary. What is wrong with me? Listen to people like that. The hell? Yeah. Well, Never again. I think you'd be perfect person for it because you already know what the hell's going on. And, and, and that's another thing, I've been told my entire life that people value and respect my opinion and my, uh, you know, about whatever, whether it's advice, relationship shit, life in general, like whatever. Because I've, I've been through it all, you know, at an early age. So I grew up very fucking fast. I had a baby at 15, 16. So it was like, I grew up fast. I've been there. I've been homeless. I've been sleeping in cars and place to place and shit before like I can relate to a lot of things so people just gravitate towards me like yo I like what you're saying it may not be the right way where people it's easy on people's ears but I tell it like it is the fuck I'm not gonna sugarcoat nothing <laughs> speaking of you, you know I, I'm going don't. a little rant I'm going to, I'm going to a tad bit rant today uh at work um, we all don't want to do a nine to five. We we are a lot majority of friends that I have, and Genesis being the, the are top, quietly the, the type of, right are low key getting rid of the nine to five to pursue their dreams and happiness of owning their own business and making money off of it and you know living that life they want to live and breaking generation generation. You know what I'm trying to say. Breaking Generational. Right. <laughs> there you go. Um, so at my job, they do what they call a difference maker, which ain't shit but just employee of the month, right? So I've been at this job, too. This is my third year. And to my knowledge, um, leadership are, were not supposed to get nominated for this. So supervisors, team leads, and managers, are not supposed to get nominated to be a um, difference maker. It's supposed to be for us regular employees who basically are the backbones and driving force to make these leadership look good. So yeah. get an email today. Um, my coworker got it, and then my supervisor got it. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. I can understand my coworker getting it because he – came from a different background and he's been, you know, helping the company out a lot as far as what we're trying to launch uh, in the next couple months. And then when it came to my supervisor, I just didn't understand how he got it. Especially when the morale of the company is low because we as regular employees are supposed to, you know, we, we sit here and come in through blizzards and rainstorms and snowstorms and long hours of the fucking day, go to work for all these hours, come home and still work, all this other shit, go through life shit and still drag our ass to work and shit. And for me, I've been through a lot these past couple of years to where, you know, I, I did some foul shit and I, and my dumbass ex-wife, and I was traveling from Chicago to Woodstock, Illinois. That's uh, an hour and 20-something minute ride to work and then two and a half, three hours home because of traffic. And I still made it to work early 
is still left late every day, right? There was a point in time where they ended up firing three employees of mine that worked in my department. So I was running things by myself, and I busted my ass for so long. And that's why I've got the recognition that I got to the point where I got promoted and shit to the place that I'm at now. And it's like, I've done all of this, and you mean to tell me that this motherfucker been supervisor for a total of four or five months, and he gets employee of the month? Like, who the fuck nominated him? Because all the shit that's been going on in this damn job right now, I have fixed this problem or I saw this problem and I did this and I did that and the only thing well, he did was just send the email and it's like whoa wait a minute what, what, what the fuck is going on there like me personally I don't care about getting that shit it's just I don't understand how leadership gets nominated for this shit every month and I've have and I went back and seen all the employees who've ever won won this award since I've been there, and it's all been leadership and not no regular workers. So I, you know, I ended up having a little meeting with HR. That shit really kind of went south, but hey, I spoke my fucking mind, and you know, maybe things will change, maybe it don't. I don't know, but I know now, I am going to do the bare minimum that is asked of me at this company because now I don't give two fucks. But it's just I. I hate that in companies, the employers work their ass off and basically we just make our supervisor managers look good and they get all the recognition. I don't agree with that. I never will agree with that. That's what every every company, it's not your... This this I know because I've been through it. It's not your business. It's their business. Like we just there to, employees are just there to you know, help them run their business properly. And you, then they give you a, an amount that y'all agree on to for you to work. And then, you know, if you want to work there, you continue to work there. If you don't, you leave and do your own thing. That's why I tell people you should never, you know, put your all your eggs in one basket. Like you should have multiple baskets, like of incomes, royalties, because if you're just working this one job and all of a sudden they lay you off, then you're out of home. You put all your liability on this one income that's kind of stable but could fall at any moment, and you don't have anything to back it up. So, I mean, we should learn that as kids, but we don't because the school system teaches you to be an employee. To people and a lot mm-hmm. of people can get out of that what they call a rat race is what it is yep. so when you get out of that rat race you start realizing like okay I got royalties coming in over here I have a piece of real estate over here you start earning and collecting these things and you look up and you got 5 to 99 sitting there like from this company that company and this company because I'm getting checks off of this. This is other revenue that's coming into my house. Like, it's 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 a refreshing thing to know that you're gaining these type of revenues. Like, you could cut hair on the side, have a business for that. You could um, do radio shows, start getting sponsors for that, getting on for that. You can have, you know, beats like you saying, like you know, you're doing your beats on 
um, different platforms that can be paying you for it. And how many sales do you have on this platform? How many sales, like, getting all those stuff together and creating other, other oh, revenue. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. Next so you year, should be hyped I'm not, I'm that they no just divorced you like that. Yeah. Exactly. And so, that's what it should always I, be. And so, when people wake up to that, they like, oh, my God, I've been asleep for so long. <laughs> yeah, you've been asleep. Wake right? the fuck up. And, and, and meeting a supervisor. So I don't want to get too much involved with the story, but um, back when the it was just manager and us employees, we didn't have a supervisor at the time. So then they, out of the blue, um, we get an email saying, oh, our, you know, my department is looking for a supervisor. We're like, what the fuck? And then it was just crazy because the manager didn't tell us that that's what he was doing. We felt like as a team, we work for you. You should let us in on that. So we did know the person that was more than likely going to apply for it. Now, everybody kind of had their own beef or grudge with them. I had my a beef or grudge working there. No, I didn't have a beef or grudge with him. I had my assumptions about him working there. I worked downstairs at the time. He was upstairs. I I didn't like his vibe. Now, when I got promoted and I was upstairs with him, and this was before he became a supervisor, this was the first thing he says to me. I don't care what you know. I don't care about what you don't know. You can forget about everything. My job is to teach you everything that I know so you can help this company succeed. That right there was like an automatic strike three. Like, how the fuck, who the fuck are you to tell me that I need to forget about everything? First of all, what I know is what got me in position. Well, you still think I'm like an employee now. He. Wait, hold on, hold on. You ain't going to be there no longer than a year. He he wasn't a supervisor. He's just a regular employee like I was. And he was supposed to train me or whatever. But it's like, I got this position because I was, honestly, God, truth, I'm overqualified for that company. I don't even need to be there. But, you know, I like – there's a lot that I do like about the place. But, like, some of the people are just fucked up people. But for him to say that to somebody that you don't even know, that's fucked up. So that was already, like, an automatic strike three. But I I bit my tongue. I held my tongue. was like, okay, whatever, you know, but I'm going to just keep that in my radar. I brought that to the attention of my manager. So – the three of us that was working up there at the time uh, wrote down on Microsoft Word and sent it to our manager our concern about if they were to make him a supervisor. Like, he's going to take the power to his head. We're concerned that he's going to, you know, be that type of a guy, and along with other shit. So the manager, Your energy. He, he, he got the email. But he's the type of person that don't like confrontation. So he didn't really talk to us about it at all, right? So then all of a sudden we had a meeting. It was with HR and all of us in my department. And goddammit, this lady says, okay, guys, I just want to let you guys know that we hired, I'm not going to say his name, but I'm going to just say like Mike. I'm not going to say his actual name. It's like, yeah, we hired Mike as the supervisor. And that's when shit went downhill because it's like, what the fuck you mean you hired him? So she didn't know about the email that we sent to our boss. And he didn't mention it to her because he wanted him as the supervisor. So it was a favoritism thing. It was a buddy-buddy type of thing. And it's like, you know, shit did go downhill. I got pissed because 
you as a manager should have came to us and spoke to us about our concerns and shit, and you didn't. And this was the first time that HR heard about it. The only thing he came to me about was like, well, hey, how how would you feel about Mike becoming a supervisor? I was like, honest to God, he would not make a great supervisor. But if you were to give him the proper training and tell him about himself, then maybe he can make a great supervisor. So they did listen to me about they gave him training. He went to school for whatever. So he's he's been better. So I'm not going to say I, I had a grudge against him or I didn't, didn't like him or nothing like that. It's just I knew that he wasn't a fit to be a supervisor. But with the training and stuff, he's been okay. And then, like, we had a little meeting, and he was like, hey, you know, I, I was told about, you know, concerns and stuff like that, but, you know, I'm not going to be this way. I really took the heart and blah, blah, blah. So he's been okay. You know, he's been kissing my ass a lot, you know, but, I mean, I don't give a fuck. But it's like he tells me every day, hey, Terrell, I, I love your work ethic. You work hard. You never really ask for help. You know what you're doing. Well, duh, motherfucker, if you would have just sat there and talked to me, from the first day I walked up there, you would have known the type of knowledge I had. I don't need nobody's help over here because I know what the fuck I'm doing. You know what I'm saying? So I had to basically just show him, like, hey, motherfucker, remember what you say? I'm going to make you make you eat some words. So going back to the whole um, difference maker thing, we had a conversation today, and he elected my coworker. And he's like, so this is my plan. My plan is to get everybody up here the difference maker in our department. So I'm like, that's cool. But now I'm thinking in my head, if you nominate me in this month of February, I'm I'm 100% going to be pissed off because I don't want to be the difference maker of the month of February because now it's just looking like, oh, you only did it because it's Black History Month and I'm the only black guy in this fucking company. So I don't want it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't care about the title. It was, for me, it was just the principle of why the hell can't any regular employee get it, but all the supervisor managers get this shit. But, like, don't give it to me because now you're going to make me feel like you only did it for the month of February because it's Black History Month. So I pray that after February 28th that I don't get that email saying that I was nominated for this different because it's going gonna, it's gonna to piss me off very, very much so. I'm definitely well, going to pull yeah. that race card. I wouldn't do that. I don't think it's necessary. See, see, my my thing now is I'm just going to, like, respectively, respectively expose the bullshit that's going on there. Like, they haven't really seen my nigga side. Like, I've been, you know, <laughs> yes, no. Why like, is that a I mean, thing? I'm cool with everybody. So, because I, I'm not... Quick little story. Uh, at my last job, um, it's called Plexus. I, I work with this guy, and we are the close and best of friends now. His name is Don Rose. Don, I know you be listening to my show sometimes, so shout out to you. Um, we met, we worked together, and he was, we worked, I think, a year or two together. And um, he found another job, so he was leaving. He was like, man, you know what? I got something to tell you. I'm like, what's up? He's like, I. I was wrong about you, and I was wrong about black people in general. I was like, what do you mean? He's like, man, I used to really think that 
all black men are lazy and thugs and this and that and the third, but you changed my perception of how black people are. And that meant a lot to me because low-key, I am a thug out here a little bit, you know what I'm saying? I can't be in your shit, but because oh, I didn't God. showcase that side of me, because I didn't showcase that side of me at work, like, he respected that shit. And, like, I changed this little bit of a racist mindset. It's like, damn, that that means a lot to me. So at this company, no, I'm not really, I'm not showing my nigga side and ain't nobody really brought it out. I haven't argued with anybody or went off or no shit like that. I had, like, one little incident, but that was, that was that. But, like, you know, everybody loves me at this company, and I never had to really get ignorant in that motherfucker. But slowly but surely, they're starting to push my buttons in this motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? And everybody knows, I, I, if you make me feel some type of way, I'm going to let it be known, but I'm going to respectfully let shit be known. But, you know, they, they slowly creeping towards the nigga side coming out. And I don't think they need to see that. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure Cause it, they are figuring. It, it, you got to learn how to play the game and beat. Hell, you got to beat white people at their game, basically. And that's me and this company. I'm trying to kind of beat some of these white people at their own fucking game. And I, I beat my supervisor at his game because he, you know, said what he said when I first got up there. It's like, okay, are you saying that because I'm black? Or are you saying that because you think you're better than me? Or are you saying that because you are intimidated by my resume when I put out when I put in my resume? Like, like what the fuck is it? Because again. Honestly speaking, I am overqualified for that company. It's just at the time that I got hired, it was during COVID and nobody was hiring. So when I got, first started working there, August 2020, I was only making 15 bucks an hour. I took a huge pay cut from when I was at um, working for Xfinity. But Xfinity let everybody go because of COVID during that time. So... Within three, four months, I ended up, I got a raise. I think three months after that, I got a higher raise. And then they switched my job title, and I got a bigger raise. And then I saw the job opening from where I'm at now. And I'm like, shit, let me just apply and see what happens. And, you know, I got selected for that. And I got an even bigger pay raise. So, like, in two years, I've had three, four different raises. And it's like, that can make other people feel intimidated. So I think in that moment, he was just intimidated by me. He was like, you ain't got to be intimidated, dude. We're just, we're, we're, I believe just like you do. We're, we're here to do the same fucking thing. But for him to say what he said, I'm like, ooh. If we was outside, I would have beat your ass. So I'm silly. Well, let me not interrupt too much. Don't forget, guys, y'all make sure y'all call in at 516-666-9826. Poets out there, we speaking for the voiceless tonight, y'all. This platform is for you guys. Um, call in if you guys want to spit some poetry. Um, we just on here chit chatting tonight, and um, I know it's Valentine's Day, but I'm not gonna lie to you guys. I am really don't do love poems. I just that's just one genre I've never really got into. Like for you know, promiscuity things like that. Okay. For a long time, I didn't do um, sex poems, and I remember we had a, um, it's called Orgasm Night. Erotic Night. At the poetry. Yeah, oh, well, erotic poetry. 
Yeah. It was called Orgasm. Well, it was in Hawaii. And I remember they kept saying, oh, get on stage, do a poem. And I'm just like, I don't have any sex poems. So I had wrote a nasty poem. Um, and I said I was going to have one for the next show. So I did do that. So those type of poems, yes, I do have a few of those. But uh, the whole, like, in love or things like that, I don't have any of those I think poems, you should guys. Do it. I think you should do it. Do, do what, a nasty poem? No, a love poem. A love poem. And say something like, I've never been in love. Like, whatever you need to say, whatever you need to get <laughs> off your chest. I think you should do it. Remember how you said you didn't do the erotic poem? I remember one night, I think it was last, no, it wasn't last, it was the year before last, because I was living at the other apartment out here, and we had erotic night on the show. And you did an erotic poem. Yeah. I can't, I, there was that one line that you, I can't remember what the hell it was, but like, it was dope. Was it called Addicted? You know, you didn't do, I think it was that one. Because the, the word play was immaculate. The word of the day, immaculate. Immaculate. Well, I guess I could do I that one do tonight. I should do Rails word of the day. Yeah, you should. See, see? Yeah, you should. Let's go ahead. We're going to do this form. It's called Addicted. <laughs> I'm addicted. Cover your skin. I want you to spread my legs like yoga nastiness. Do some elliptic tricks on the dick by some follow graphic pics. See, my body is fueled by your lips. Flourish by water. Powerful enough to drown you. Soft enough to cleanse your skin. Deep enough to make you pretend. That I'm Hurricane Lane coming in for the weekend, yeah. I'm stretching these legs long and wide, up and down, and a little to the side, see. I'm trying to be a treat tonight, dipped in whipped cream and honey and caramel and strawberries. See, your body, your body is my H-Town playground, singing, somebody knocking, rocking the boots. Hmm. So give me some good love. I'm addicted, yes. I'm addicted to your Kama Sutra tongue that does backflips on my click soaked in a puddle of your kisses, neck tattooed with my intentions of marking my territory. I'm grabbing your microphone out your pants and making it do a handstand as I swallow it down my throat. You know, stroke and stroke and stroke, giving me cavities as I lickly lick you like a lollipop down to the shaft of your wet dreams. Pulse racing, legs aching as I breathe heavy on this treadmill one mile to go. I'm watching that print go, go, go. And those jogging pants as I see you walk fast, slow, see. I don't see a gold band on your left hand, so let's make plans on this doggy-style position, cowgirl submission, and the new bedrock edition. Sign my treadmill of addictions. So, I, you know, I did that poem. <laughs> guys, I did that poem. A long time ago. I recently do have a new nasty poem, but I can't find it right now. I don't even know where my stuff is at. But um, I did that poem a long time ago when I was uh, in the gym, and that was, like, all I ever do, which is still kind of all I ever do, mm-hmm. but I don't do it. I know this story. <laughs> I don't do it as I much know this story. as I used to. And there was this guy in the gym. He was so cute, but I just didn't feel like being bothered in love. So I just, you know, had 
imagination of me and him kicking it or whatever at the gym, you know. And I I told myself that next time I saw him, that I would approach him and say something, but I had never seen him again, so I never got an opportunity to approach that man. So whoever you are at the Hawaii um, 24-hour fitness gym at Ever Beach, Hawaii, oh, my goodness, I had such a crush on you. I am completely single now, so, yeah. I definitely want to talk to you now. She was, man, look, y'all. She was watching all the sweat drip down off his face. She was in love. Yeah. He was light-skinned, about (laughs) 6'2", faded curl hair. He was just, yes, he was the truth. Big guy. Um, Yeah, but I never got a chance to see him or talk to him again. But maybe that was meant because if you know if I did go that route, my life, would be completely different, but I just never, I've always thought about <laughs> that sexual right. poem because I, I could never write another sexual poem. It was just the kind of like I played played with the idea of it, like at the gym and stuff like that. So sometimes art, poetry can come in the weirdest ways um, when you're going through something. Like I can write a love poem probably about how much I love poetry or something like that. <laughs> what love is for mm-hmm. me. So it don't necessarily have to be a person, but it could just um, play with, you know, your mind for other things that you could be in love with or sexualizing about. Right. Same with Miss Mary. You know, I sexualize about her. Right. I might write me a poem. I've been more motivated to write one. I just have it. Well, you should. That's when you should be writing a poem. I just, re- you know, my last poem was my postpartum poem that um, mm-hmm. that I did. It's a lot of cussing in it, but um, that was like really the last poem that I did. Um, so sometimes you just don't, you know, whatever you're going through life is what you write poetry about. Right. Have you ever, um, you watch Netflix, right? Yeah. Have you ever just seen the screenshots that just come up and like all the, all the, you know, shows that just pop up like, hey, this is the most liked and shit like that. I'm just randomly mm-hmm. just watching the screensaver right now. It's like, yo, there's so many movies I, I would just go ahead and watch because like, it just looked dope. I don't know. That was random. I was just watching, looking at it. it random. <laughs> I've been watching this new show called New Amsterdam. It kind of puts you in the mind of house. Um, but it's actually a great show. It has a lot of strong black characters in the, in the show as well. So that's interesting and showing what they go through and um, white doctors as well and what they go through. It just, uh, it's interesting. I, I like it a little bit, you know, um, it's really interesting. So I've been watching that show, but most of the time I am not watching TV. Most of the time I am a mom and um, getting ideas and stuff ready. Like I, we, me and my friends, we recently did 
a vision board party. And I know y'all might be thinking like, oh, that's lame, but we actually got a lot of stuff done, a lot of questions out and conversations getting going and just really networking with people. And your girl is going to be on Power 92, um, doing some poetry on there. So I have some things in the background cooking up that I've been working on. Um, and we're just really getting the um, the nest together because I really had to go through a um, transformation in my life. It's a new, you know, identity and to grow with everything that's been happening and transpired behind the scenes and what it is that I want and for my family to gain. And I realized that I want my family to have an empire. <laughs> I really, that's, that's what my goal is. I want them to have an empire and to never have to work and they kids and they kids' kids and so on and so forth. So right now I got a lot of stuff going on. So the thunderstorms were meant to be my friend um, on Amazon as well as Barnes & Noble. You can purchase Poetry Girl, support her poetry and platforms. Um, I also have been getting the island and things ready, looking at different boats so other more people can have access to the island so they can do events and things like that or do what they want to and, you know, open it back up during the spring, April 21st. So um, there's a lot of great things going on in life right now, and there's a lot of things that I'm unlearning right now. So, you know, I have all these different great businesses so if you willing to you know invest in your girl whether that's coming to help me before a show starts or coming to help me take stuff over to the island or if you want to invest financially you also can you know you can always cash app your girl at zoetic island z-o-e-t-i-c island um you know different different things like that is, is what i've been working on What you got anything uh, real? I, I don't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, just keep watching my um I, I got rid of a lot of social media so I'm only on Instagram and um Facebook. So when I am active um actively um getting back to music and everything, just Keep looking out on Radio Rail 21, Hair Rail 1290, Terrell, Radio Rail Redmond, and, you know, you'll see what I'm up to. Other than that, I'm staying the fuck out of the limelight, pretty much, you know, <laughs> getting there, all my affairs in order. Um, I'm and it could be another year, too. You got to get your stuff in order. Yeah. I yeah. plan on making a yeah. huge impact by the end of the year, so I got a lot yeah. of things, a lot of talks though right now with other people with podcasts and YouTube and everything. I think I might um, go ahead and start a YouTube channel um, and talk about things. Uh, a lot of people keep saying I need to put a face to the voice and just talk about shit. Um, I guess it would be vlogging, I guess, but I don't really vlog. I'm just going to do shit. We got a uh, caller calling in. Have- a caller. Ew, here we go. What up, what up, what up? 
What's up? What's Holy, up, guys? Holy. Hey, how <laughs> you doing? Well, pathetic. Long time no uh, here. Well, who, who, who's calling? My name is, uh, go by the name of B. Trey. Oh, okay. Welcome back. Oh, man, what a surprise. I, I looked at the number, I'm like, this number looks familiar as hell. <laughs> wow. It's been say. a long time. Y'all now. guys are doing a good job. Y'all kicking fucking ass at every single avenue, not just the radio show. Just want y'all to know that every... Ever since I've uh, stepped down, I've been watching, listening. I have been obsessed, basically, with you two, and I love every single thing that you guys are doing. Oh, well, thank it, you. Lately, it's been a little quiet, though. Yeah, it does. Man, man, look, you still doing good, though. That's all I want to know. That's all I want y'all to know. Still doing good. And uh, how can I say Whenever you gonna drop this uh, mixtape, Terrell? <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say. Hey man, first of all, mm-hmm. all right, you got my three tracks. I'm, I'm waiting for you to finish everything up on your end, so we can drop this mixtape. I'm, I'm officially back in every way possible, in any way, and making beats, making songs. And if y'all need me as a guest, sometimes a host or whatever, holler at me. Let me know. You gonna come to a fucking poetry definitely. show? Cause we could like use somebody else to be up in there. Like you ain't been to the to the one. You been been I, gone. You been MIA. Where you been? been? Man, look, I'm gonna tell you like this. Long story short, I am in Wisconsin, living a great life at the top floor of a fucking high rise. I fucking my fucking. I want to say my main job has a. Uh, Drove me to some lucrative levels, and I keep adding like more lucrative perks, and I just keep saying, allowing me to do a lot more. But at the same time, they're throwing me everywhere in the world. <laughs> well, congratulations to That's that. That's a good thing as a black man. Thank you. Yeah, but now I do have time to focus on stuff that uh I used to focus on, like my music and uh even uh wrote a couple of poetry, I'm saying poems. I did a look. I think oh, I you came one. to share two open mic poetry. Nah, 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 not yet. I'm embarrassed. I like I listen to you. I, I silently listen. Nice show. <laughs> uh, so you want me to uh? Yeah, you yeah. have to. That's this called yep. poetic high. You got to pop your cherry. Exactly. <laughs> uh, what are you talking about? Give me a second. Oh, here's the rule. I, I, I'll, I'll remember you ain't my. You got to roll down. I don't roll down. I got you. Matter of fact, let me give me a second. I got you. I got you. I got okay. You. <laughs> See, I'm like, hey, you got to tell us the story. You know what I'm saying? You got to tell us why you wrote it. What were you going through during that time? You're going to try to come on the show and not spit the bars. Right. Uh, I'm not. I don't know. I don't know. I, uh, 
the rule is you got to tell us why you wrote this piece and give a gem. Why I wrote this piece? I, this yeah, might be and give us cheating, but this, this that I wrote, I'm going to say, um, just me reflecting on, I guess, I'm saying my life up until now, basically. I'm saying to, just a message, basically, to, to individuals that, like, I'm saying, I don't know, I've been MIA, but been like, yeah, he down and out. He one of them that just, I'm saying, your statistic or some stuff like that. Not saying that I'm not thinking automatically that I'm solidly uh, basking in my own success and not trying to uh, be ignorant and uh, all in the limelight. I'm just quietly living a successful life. Like anybody who's thinking that, like, I'm, I'm down and out, or if I was ever down and out, that I'm, that I'll just stick to that. Basically. Okay. Uh, shit. I was always a smart kid, but used to stay on dummy. Trips to Walmart without no money. I learned early in life that people with me wouldn't do things for me. Thought life was a joke. You know the kind that's not so funny? So I stopped laughing. Started taking and stopped asking. Had to fake it till I make it. Straight action. I put my soul through the wire and I start rapping. While they be sleeping in the booth, mm-hmm. I'm rapping. Feel like it just happened. All the bullets that missed them. All the court dates just to get out of the system. Now no weapon will prosper against them. It's probably because them angels with them. So anyone who think I'm out there that's still doing it wrong, or anybody doubt how things coming along, if you ever see me down, I just know it's not for too long. I made a whole life out of proving you wrong. Motherfucker, I made it. Ooh, wee. Okay. Uh, okay, check you out. That sounds like a rap, though. <laughs> but poetry I'm, I'm is a, rap. But those were bars. I'm, I liked it. I'm a little I'm a lyrical poet. I see. I see. Some you know, we got some dope poets that be hitting the stage on a regular. Um I I and I love them all. Like I feel like they real, you know, better than me, of course. I think everybody better than me, but them was some bars that you hit every line was a bar. So I appreciate that when you come out like Thunder, I, that's what type of poetry I want to hear from the heart. He said, I got my heart and I started rapping it. Oh, bars. Uh, like I said, there's <laughs> a, a lot of stuff, man. A lot of stuff, a lot of stuff. Yeah, well, that's, I mean, I appreciate your um, your poetry. He called, and we was about to hang up too, and you called just in time. I was about to be like, okay. He stayed on, poets was calling in, and then you called in and just set it up, like, perfect. Right. That's perfect. right. Got you. Perfect. Perfect. Make sure you share your stuff on here and let us know where everybody can find you, even though I know where to I'm find ready you for in my TK. inbox. <laughs> uh, right know. now, I don't want to be found. You I'm gonna working on all this other, I'm working on other, all these other uh, projects. Not gonna lie to you, I'm working on a mixtape, but it's not even gonna be my mixtape. I'm making it because uh, one of my homies is uh, moving, and he always one of his dreams was he wanted to 
he wanted to do a, like an album, but he never been like privileged enough to go to a studio. So me and the guys got together and we putting together this mixtape for him, and it's gonna be his mixtapes. He the one got me back in the booth. He the one got the like the excitement back in me. So we're gonna do this project. I'm excited. Be, like I want to say, put out released in like the next four weeks, next four or five weeks. Uh, about two more weeks to so probably have an official I'm, date. Now I'm back motivated. Okay. You just said yeah. that too. We were just talking about that right before you called. We were talking, talking about, about motivation. motivation. And that's what yeah, I, I feel like I've been, been, been had a lack of. Right. Uh, you man, crazy I, I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm much. I'm I'm coming back on the same. I'm about to. Then I'm at once I'm done once I'm done with his stuff, I'm gonna go back to making my own official stuff. And I got a lot of stuff that I wanna do, man. I'm coming back, I got nice ideals. See everybody else getting a uh they success song. Dennis is the only person hey, man, I know that's on an island. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely gotta throw that out there. Yeah, on an island. Yeah, I don't know too many I... people who own an island, G. <laughs> right. Yeah, I know. It seems like I'm the first Black Afro Latina, the dude, like it's it's weird, but it's a lot of work, man. I don't know if y'all seen me this summer, this past summer out there, pulling them bitches and stuff across the water, man. I was sweating <laughs> and tired. Like, thank you. Right. You know, I work hard. I work hard, honey. I'm Googleable now. You can Google me and shit now. So you know. Radio Rail, Google me. Terrell Radio, Terrell Redmond. You can Google me, and I pop up. Ah uh, shit, that's 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 what's up. Hey, bro, what's up, though? That's a good ass uh achievement, right? Right. That's a good ass achievement. It don't matter like what it is. Like the music pops up, the fucking TikToks pop up. Like what? You couldn't tell me ten years ago that. I, you can Google me and shit. Probably. You are a what? brand, sir. You are a brand. It's coming along. Yes, it's yeah. You just got to stay it's out of coming. Facebook, Jeff. He said he's been oh, doing good, though. Speaking of, ooh, ooh, speaking of that, speaking <laughs> of that, I would like to say next month will make a full year that I've been out of Facebook, Jeff. It ain't been that long, bro. It ain't been that it long. Been it don't that feel long. like it's been that it long. It has been that long. It has no. been that long. Next no, year. No, let's see. Yes. I'm not. Next I'm year makes a full year. I'm, I need to see yeah, screenshots. Next year makes... Right. I do too because I don't year. believe that at all. Next year. Next year makes a full you year. next year. I mean, you next mean month. Next month? month makes a full year. I'm about to say, hold yeah, on. Now you sound more realistic. Right. Exactly. No, okay, that sounds about right. Next month, yeah. Next month makes a full year. I need year, to see so the screenshot again. Hey, man, I'm happy. I'm happy out here. I've just, I'm, I'm just learning to just bite the tongue and stay low-key. I don't need to be, you know, watching all of my opinions no more. That's why I got the radio. You're going through your Joe Button chase. You know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got a quick question for you, though. Uh Puffin poetry shows. Do you think I should take them outside of Chicago? I just really need feedback on that. Like in I other cities, like Joliet, Aurora. 
I 100% think that would be a very lucrative idea, not only to get yourself and the, and the amazing poets that you have with you, opportunity to go on the road, but it also shows your image and your brand giving a voice to other artists. If you just add like a, um, I guess, what do they call it? It's not a freestyle, like an open mic, like an open mic session. Like I have to begin at like 30 minutes, each city, like one person can come up with, well, not one person, but like six people, six artists, six poets from that city can come up and they got five minutes exactly. to do one poem. Don't, Your brand will don't go so that, wide. Don't forget that we have people from all over. I know people in other states, other cities, that will love to come to Puffin Park. Now, I'm, I don't know I'm in Madison, Wisconsin. I guarantee but, you I can pack you your know. shit up. <laughs> right? Now, you know, I, I, will, I can't wait to somebody from Brazil calling in. Like we've been having some people from Brazil tuning into the show. I'm pretty happy about that. So the day that we get a caller from Brazil, I'm like, hey, yo, well, let me get your number right now. But, well, yeah, I think we're all, we, already, we already have the base here in Chicago. We're already known in Chicago. As, oh, we're the, you know, only radio show that does positive poetry. In Chicago, so like, yeah, let's. That you should definitely venture off other cities, and then eventually it'd be other states, and then eventually it'd be somewhere out of the country. Okay. Thank y'all for that feedback. That's what I be needing too. So if y'all out there, please email your girl or on three y e m underscore genesis on Instagram. Message me, you know. And let me know y'all feedback on the show. But I do get a lot of people hitting me up, asking me when the next show is. I do get love like that every day, so I do appreciate it. Um, but um, we need to, yeah, we need to work together. The motivation thing, like we bounce off of each other. So the more motivation I Always. get from y'all, the better it'll be. Hey, I'm, I'm here. I'm here for all that. Still sharp and still. Let's get it. What happened to that magazine, though? See, ah, look, it's a so I, I'm, I'm so I'm gonna give you a peek around the curtain. I'm gonna give you a peek around the curtain. So, mm-hmm. um, recently, well, not recently, about six months ago, we found out that we we're gonna have another baby. So, congratulations! Thank oh, you, thank so I'm trying to figure out. Oh wait, no, I, I where knew about that. I'm I knew about that. Yeah, <laughs> trying to figure out my where bad. I want to move to. I'm trying to figure out um, all this other stuff, and at the same time, I'm going through this process for the first time. I mean, the the I mean, my other my oldest daughter, she is not mine physically, but you know, I take care of. I've been there since. I want to say she was like one and a half. So, um, like the only real man she's known in her life other than her her family. Uh this will be the first time I'm actually going through like the pregnancy and the the big belly and the little yoga classes and stuff like that. So I've been wanting to pay attention and take time from like everything else and just focus on work, music, and my wife family. and my baby. Oh, yeah. So I've been trying to just minimize all the things that I'm doing. So 
I'm just recently freed up some time so I can do the music and everything because that's like my that's like my I mean counselor that's like my yoga that's like my meditation but I do also do meditate so it's like really I'm just trying to medicate myself without medicating myself. I get you because I right. think when I first started I was pregnant. Remember um, when I first met mm-hmm. Real? He didn't even know I was pregnant. <laughs> I, I didn't swear. tell nobody for the first six months. Like, I didn't even. <laughs> and it, 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 I think I was still in shock. I was just like, oh, my God, I'm doing this again? Because my oldest, she's 10. And it's like, and what am I doing? You know, like, what's going on? So I understand. Dude. It's just an adjustment. It is. Mm-hmm. It's an adjustment. And then I'm, but it, it I'm cannot so... be, it's not impossible. No, it's not. I'm just, how what I'm saying, I'm putting family first. And while I'm doing it in the background, I'm silently learning. I'm educating myself on what I need to do to do things the right way. Yeah, that is true. I've been learning that lately, too. I have. I don't want to uh, put my best foot forward, and then it's a whole right there. I want to learn all this stuff. Like with the music, I learned everything, the contracts and everything. So I would never get caught, never get anything, never get trapped. So with this, the business part of things says I didn't go to school for business. I'm trying to learn the the Negro way. <laughs> any article I'm about to get, any book I'm buying, um, YouTube, all of that, I'm doing my research. No, I get it. I but it's still coming. What you say, I always tag. I always tag ADE all the time when I do the show. That ADE, all dope, everything has never left. Okay. It's it's it's, it's going to be a brand. Like I learned from uh, Big Cuz, OG, OG and T, OG and Entertainment. Yeah. Like he's, he's got it all. And I've always I looked up exactly. to him, you know what I'm saying? It's always been my motive to be better than everybody that I look up to. And I know he's listening somewhere, and I just want to say, I'm working on another mixtape catch-up. <laughs> I'm working on another mixtape catch-up. I know. I know you. I know. And he about to die laughing. He probably called. Don't say that, because then... Cause now you gonna make him want to do a mixtape, then I'm gonna have to just have to do a mixtape, and then you know we just keep cycling. It is. It well, is what it is. If I gotta be Kendrick Lamar. Yes, you. We can. gonna meet him. You wanna make a mixtape? Brett asked me to do uh, the poetry in front of that song, Nicole. You got. I still want you to do it. But you didn't give me no description. I want you to just let it flow. I don't know that person like that. I need to have like a idea of what that, that type of person is. That's where I get my my poetry from. Okay, I got you. I got Just, you. I'm gonna text it all tomorrow. You understand what I I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because the 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 record is about her. Just right. without words at the moment. Hence Nicole. So yeah, I, I got you. I got you. Okay. You never see, he fact, know what he be doing. Matter of fact, the album cover, the the album cover does, um, it, it's her, basically. There's there's few things on the album cover that 
symbolizes her as well. So I'll, I'll definitely write it out for you. So yeah, in the morning when I get to work, I'm, I'm gonna text it to you. Like yeah, well, I'm, I'm expecting All right. great. Two years later. Like we said, like about. I know y'all ago, be busy. The, 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 the best motivation. I'm already with all of that, though. I mean, I got time now. I'm about to utilize the hell out of your time. Trust me. (laughs) (laughs) I ain't gonna lie. Like, a lot of people, man, like, since I've I've made one song, well, I've made two songs already for the project, and everybody's like, Terry, you rap? I thought you was just a business person. No, 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 I'm not a rapper still. I make beats. <laughs> so I'm I'm just like the the best producer that can rap. That's that's what I want to be known as. I don't want to be known as a rapper. Right. Matter of fact, I want to be known as a businessman. Everything else I do is on the side. One day I'll rap. We found a new place for uh for some poetry. Anytime, like. Mm-hmm. And then like, I ain't even gonna lie. I, mean, I got a track called Miss Genesis. What? I do. I do. What is it? What was that about? It's it's not about it's so it's inspired by you, but it's not it's not um it's not about you. It's like okay. um so in the song, like, so I played like when I was making the, well, not making the beat, I was making this, the original beat to it. Um, my image of the song was like somebody walking into like a psychiatrist and uh, being basically like, shit, like I'm not, I'm not on this shit's bullshit. I'm not going to fucking talk this shit. not going to work with all of this. And then just basically get to talking about like his whole life, his emotion being like just some deep, deep deep stuff just on some whole like this is this is what i'm going through this is what happened with what it is but like like just basically talking to a counselor or a psychiatrist okay so i can do you whenever my or yeah when i whatever my original my ep come out it's gonna be on now i my. appreciate that it was kind of a shout out since I probably y'all had hop on the track with Rail and I put that on the at least on the intro, but that because you always talk expressing yourself like uh, poetry is a a different way of expressing yourself. And then you know when last time I won't say first time I was on the radio with you, we were talking about how rap and poetry is kind of the same way, and you can easily express yourself through poetry. I mean, rap the same way you do as in poetry. So that concept kind of stuck in my head for a while. I yeah yeah I've always because Tupac started off with poetry, so I always remember that from Tupac, which I am a super fan. Big heart, big heart. Um, what you gotta say, real? What you what you gotta say? No, no, I said super fan. Oh, I thought you was about to say something about Tupac. I was about to hurt your little feelings. Oh, no. Talk about oh, my baby. That's one of my favorite. Yeah. Tupac. Yeah, Tupac. Tupac. He's the, he's the goat. 
Yeah. Well, I, I've hey, been. One um, hmm. Nah, I said he one of them. Yeah, he is. He's a prophet, yeah, and I, I feel the same way about J. Cole. <laughs> We're not gonna get we, into we that right into now. This, we ain't gonna get into the debate, but we all know Jay Z the goat. All right. I like Jay Z and his four 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 album, but his earlier stuff was just you know bullshit, and Whoa, he'll tell you that don't himself. You don't you? Don't you? That's do. what he said. What you talking about? That's what he said. That's what he Hell said. Nah. He just was this rapping about drugs say. and all this other stuff. He ain't putting no Look, real this, knowledge this into the world. That's this what we need. Real say. knowledge. Hold on. This is all I'm gonna say about Jay Z and his albums. Every album he put out. Has went platinum. That's all I'm gonna say. That's 13 albums. Platinum. All of them. All of them went platinum. That's all I'm saying. It's undeniable. You can't can't deny that. That right there is undeniable. You know we got Jay as the goat, and Lil Wayne is the best rapper alive, and then Tupac is in his own lane because he left us too goddamn soon. You know, um, really, yes, no, no. I didn't like, yes. I didn't I didn't like Biggie until like last year. Or I actually thought it was I mean he still said some questionable shit in the songs, but when I really listened to him I'm like, okay, I can see why people like Biggie. But he just you know, he just didn't put too much out there for you. That's all right. Well a lot of people died before the economy as you see it. I'll be feeling like a drug dealer after I listen to Biggie. Like, I'll, I'll be wanting to go rob some shit after I listen to Biggie. I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Hold on. Let me get back together. But, I mean, hey, that's that's what everything, that's what everybody got about right now. Uh, people don't like the conscious rap. People are swaying away from the conscious rap. It's not getting them enough, the same amount of attention as a, a gangster rap or trap. Future, future, and I'm I'm gonna quote what uh, Andre Thousand said about Future. He said Future is the best. He says the greatest of all time of making. uh, He's the best at making bad music, meaning all his songs (laughs) about drugs and Percocet and shit. And he's right. Like he's the best at making bad music. Like Future's music don't be about shit. You really just be wanting to do drugs when you listen to Future. It's a hundred percent true. And do ratchet and toxic it, shit. It works. Yeah, and it, and it worked for him for 15, 20-something damn years, however long he's been rapping. And it's like, damn, he's still relevant. <laughs> I, I mean, he about that shit. I mean, his songs is undeniable to me. Like, I still fuck with his songs. I'd be out here, you know. I don't care if they was twin sisters. Oh, you know, it's cool. That's mm-hmm. disgusting. <laughs> but I, 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 I still like the I love the country. I, I get it. I do. You start people start calling me approved because I'm just like, ugh. I'm it be like that sometimes, though. I recently shared uh, a post. From Instagram of the of the Billboard's and Vibes greatest rappers, the top ten of all time, and I agree with it because I understand this list. 
So their list was number one, Jay-Z, Kendrick Lamar, Nas, Tupac, Eminem, Biggie, Lil Wayne, Drake, Snoop Dogg, and Nicki. Mm-hmm. And people were thinking that Kanye wasn't up there. Yeah. Now, I understand Nicki because you kind of okay. had to throw a female in there. So it was like, ah, got to throw You don't have to. And you taking you taking away from females. Long, she up there because she she got her own skills. And yeah, longevity. Exactly. You know longevity. he's and there's not and there's not really a lot of females that kind of really knock her off of her shit per se. Nobody, nobody ever knocked off. She got pregnant and wanted to chill. No, <laughs> I can't say Cardi because Cardi don't be talking about nothing. She don't rap about nothing. She has songs where she's actually actually speaking, you know, and like Cardi, don't she? Yeah, yeah. her album, her songs don't, you know, touch the little dangly thing in the back of my throat. Like, what? Come on now, she's talking about fucking dick. Uh, <laughs> yeah, she, she even said she turned off her own uh, music when her kids was like, if you ain't got no track right. that you can play for your kids or nothing like that. Then that, yeah, that's bad. Like you can't play something that your kids can listen to. Got her. But but I heard it for the I people, I guess. Yes, you try. So, now I, I'm a, I'm a, I like Nas. I like Nas, but he's not like a, a real favorite of mine. So I could kind of interchange J Cole with Nas or Kanye with Nas. But like I understand the list. Because if you want to push like the '90s. You can't take Snoop Dogg off because that man was killing in the nineties. Man, why they not definitely can't take a little bit farther than that? I don't know. Found a big daddy king and all of that made Right, I think they should do a top twenty because that top ten you can kind of interchange. You you can at least two of those rappers you can interchange with like the J Coles and the Kanyes and the. There's somebody else somebody said, I forgot what the fuck they said. But it's like, mm. I say well, do it I by error or, or don't do it at all. True. Like, I, I couldn't get, like, you, like who you, look, you can't take Jay-Z off. You can't take Kendrick off. You can't take Pac or Eminem, Lil Wayne, Drake. You can't take them off. Snoop Dogg, maybe you can, you know, because when he got pushed up into the upper 2000s, you know, when he started changing his name and shit, it's like, ah, I just don't like what the fuck he's talking about. If he really want to go at it, then, I mean, Jay, some of these current artists probably done sold more than Tupac. Like, album for album, they probably done sold more than Tupac. Oh, yeah. My yeah, unpopular they, belief. So they haven't sold more bars than Tupac. So, yeah, ooh, they probably ooh, have. I like how you just put that. I like how you just put that. <laughs> so more bars than Tupac. But like yeah, Tupac was one of those conscious rappers. Yeah, that's important. And then I looked at it also as the names that I saw. I'm like, well, each artist has a story in a bunch of songs or in a complete album. Each artist tells a story. You can't really say that about a lot of today's artists. There are well, artists out here, but like, but but a lot of them, you know, the mass majority don't like. Like you said, they don't 
they steered away from conscious rap. So, like, they don't get enough popularity boost and shit. Everybody like the guns and drugs and shit. Like Lil Durk. Like, yeah. yeah, I like him because he's from Chicago. I like I like his music, but, like, he ain't really shit. He ain't talking about nothing. Nothing. He talked about fucking all those motherfuckers up. That's, that's exactly what he talked about. And he has a, it's a, right. it's a genre out there for everybody. He got to talk about what he lives. He can't get mad about that. Dude. Right. Which I, you know, I don't. It's like stories. Like, I like stories. Everybody knows I like stories. So, so. I like stories. And like, you definitely can't take Eminem off the damn list. Eminem was too cold. I I randomly went on live mixtapes and, and went on some random mixtape that he had. And I'm like, fuck, Eminem was a fucking monster in the 90s. Shit. Yeah. Little known fact, though, do you know he lost the rap battle to Ron Fest? Somebody say that. I heard about that. I heard about that. It's just not, it's just not all the way put out there, but I heard about that. It was in the uh, rap, Olympic, uh, rap Olympics, right after he uh, lost Olympics. Dr. J called him. Yep. That shit is cold. <laughs> I like you this rapper called Blind Fury. What's up? Okay, he's, oh, he's rapper on his fuck now. Blind Fury. I don't cold. give a damn. He's yeah, still he wrong. He's still cold. He was... He was definitely cold. Um, his exposure came from what was it? The the one hundred and six in Park Street, the, the Freestyle Fridays. In one hundred and six, yeah. yeah, Freestyle Fridays. He what said, rapper y'all talking about? Uh, the last blind, blind, blind Fury. Fury, the blind rapper. Ah, oh, oh, okay, I know what he's talking about. He cold blooded. He cold. The last, the last Freestyle yeah. from him, I think it was like a Christmas time when he did some shit. I'm like, damn, he, he still cold. Yeah, he's still cold. Well, guys, we should have had a career like you wanted. We're coming to the end of the show, yo. Yes, we are. <laughs> B. I appreciate you calling in because now I got all the motivation to do everything I keep saying I need to do. But I can get on it. We we got to push each other. Big hurt. I need to go. I'm not. Uh, I'm already two people ghostwriting. I can't do. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, you go do it. I need a ghostwriter. No, I don't need no ghostwriter. Don't I'm do gonna, it. I'm gonna eventually. I'm gonna eventually jump into the rap lane because there's a lot. Shout out to 100 ACG. Um. They keep telling me I need to rap. So every time I send them a dope-ass beat, they're like, you going to rap on it? I'm like, no, nah, I ain't going to rap. Well, you need to. Like, I'm not a rapper, though. See? I be saying mm-hmm. the same thing. But got to do it. I think I'm hey, going to incorporate a bunch you. of jokes in my rap. Hurt. That would be funny. I think so. Yeah. However, coming to the end of the show. show. Yeah. Um, and you got anything, Genesis? Um, only thing I have is look out for Thunderstorms. I'm meant to be our friend on Amazon, Barnes and Noble. I have some book signings coming up. I will be posting them on my page. 
uh, Genesis Silverman on Facebook and 3YEM underscore Genesis, like the first book in the Bible. So you got to find you some God in your life to know how to kick it with me. Um, yeah, and go on there and check it out, as well as um, still preparing myself for this next big fucking poetry show. Um, and getting those things together as well. But I am working on the vaccine, behind the scenes on a lot of things. So keep uh, supporting you. Definitely uh, be on the lookout for me. Uh, Radio Rail 21, Hail Rail 1290 on Instagram, Rail Radio Rail on Facebook. Check out my latest last two singles, um, Guess Who's Back in Nicole on Apple Music, Tidal, YouTube, Amazon, wherever the fuck you get listen to music at, that's where you can find me. <laughs> Just type in Radio Rail. That's capital R A D I O, capital R E L L, and you will see my black ass. So most definitely check out my music. Um, pretty dope. Nice shit to vibe out to. Um, I'm trying to work with this guy on the call right now, but you know. <laughs> Be trading anything? Uh, shoot. Uh, I mean, check out my uh, any of my beats, man. Uh, just Google B trade B T R U Y. I'm gonna pop up. Um, if you Google it. Uh, <laughs> oh God, Google. Um, stay tuned for Project X. Uh. A dedication mixtape to my little homie, saying he's moving to Texas. I trained him all the way up to where he is right now. He came a long way, so shout out X. He's probably getting off work right now. Um, but, yeah, be look out for them in, like, the next six weeks for Project X. Uh, and after that, I am currently working on a couple of, uh, couple of actual features that I've gotten sent to me. So if anybody wants a feature, I'm doing them for free. Ain't no charge. I'm just trying to get myself back into the game. Uh, send them at uh, btray4 at gmail.com. Best believe I'm cold. If you ain't never heard of me, Google me. That's what Israel said. Uh, Google me, bitch. <laughs> um, also, I am looking for writers. Um, yeah, writers. So Ron, I can write for, for writers, <laughs> uh, like uh, editors, uh, proofreaders for my magazine. Thank you, Genesis, for uh, putting it out there. So I ain't got to say it ain't no crazy Boom. segue. Um, I want to actually talk to you guys and get a, a actual reading on what type of person you guys is on letting you into my dream. Uh, we can have have a long conversation you want to. I just want to see what you guys' brain is on on this idea that I'm coming into it. And uh, I will work with uh, like mind as well as not like mind individuals because there's no one way to be right. So, hey, I love people who with different ideals as me, and um, I love a great debate. So, there's going to be a lot of uh, lucrative ventures in my future. So, Holla at me. Uh, major shout out to Rock Smooth and uh, um, um, uh, Kurt Dempsey. They got cooking up some dope shit coming out soon. So stay tuned. Y'all know I, I'm biased towards a lot of uh, Chicago artists. So I, I push out the agendas of 
the people I like the most. Um, shout out to AK and uh, being a lookout for their show tomorrow at nine o'clock. They'll be doing their funky. Damn, what is it? Funky Fresh Friday, I believe. Um, and then you can always catch funky me Fresh Mondays Friday. and Tuesdays. Me and Genesis every other Thursday, and your boy B Trey is back, so we'll see when he pops up again for us. Um, uh, major <laughs> blessings to everybody. Uh, good motherfucking night. Yeah. Again, it's your favorite host with the Butter Toes Radio Rail with Genesis and B Trey, and we are out. I'm going to play us out to seven. Uh, what the fuck is this girl name? Tanya Manice with Seven Days. It's an oldie but goodie. So good night, y'all. Peace and blessings. Good night. Still didn't know how to feel, had to submit the wheel. Go-